0: what is up guys it is quinn here and in this video i'm going to be going through my top waiver wire targets heading into week eight of the nfl season so talking about five players at every position and these are going to be guys who are available in 50 percent or more leagues using the uh, espn waiver wire percentages to get those numbers while you guys are watching if you're enjoying the content do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then if you guys have any fantasy questions, you can drop them down below. Like maybe I talk about a player, you don't know if you drop your bench player for him. You can ask it, I'll get back to you. But let's just jump right into the running back position. And I feel like we got to start it off here with Gus Edwards. He's only owned in 13.1% of leagues, played his first game of the season coming off of that ACL tear. And, you know, we may look at the overall stat line and think, all right, Gus Edwards, is the clear-cut number one. This is still a full-on committee here. We need to pump the brakes a little bit on that. He only took 36% of the snaps, but he did lead the team with 16 carries. That is very, very important. Turn that into 66 yards and two touchdowns. I think when we're looking at this committee with J.K. Dobbins out for what, like four to six weeks, got Kenyon Drake, Justice Hill. I think Gus Edwards is clearly the back to own here, and I think he'll be startable. Obviously, he's someone who's going to have to rely on efficiency and touchdowns, but definitely someone who should be rostered heading into week eight. Then we have the uh, Panthers backfield here. So I have both Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard listed. Foreman uh, owned in 34.4% of leagues, Hubbard in 24.7. We saw Devonta Foreman have 15 carries for 118 yards catch two passes for 27 receiving yards, Chuba Hubbard, nine carries, 63 rushing yards, a touchdown, two receptions and 10 receiving yards. We did see Chuba Hubbard leave with an injury. Now I'm going to be honest here. If this continues to be a committee, I don't know if we can feel comfortable starting these guys on a week to week basis. This was kind of just like a weird game against the Bucks where the Bucks are just horrendous. So they had a solid game script, you know, they were up early so they could just run the ball a ton. If they continue to be in this split, like I said, I don't know if we're going to be able to trust them, but definitely two players who should be owned moving forward. If I had to pick one, it would be Foreman, but like I said, both dudes should be rostered. Then we're getting into handcuff territory. Rashad White owned in 20.7% of leagues. Once again, the Leonard Fournette handcuff. He did have a 43% snap share, and we had Todd Bowles after the game with some cryptic quote talking about like... uh, we need to see if the older guys can still play. And if not, we need to see what we have with the younger guys. Something along those lines. I might have butchered it. Potentially talking about the running back position. I'm not sure. But we're not picking up White to lead this backfield. Obviously, if he does, it would be insane. But we're having him here in case Leonard Fournette gets injured. So I think it's a very valuable handcuff to have. Then we have Isaiah Pacheco, who is owned in 14% of leagues. And prior to this week seven game, you know, the uh, reports coming out, Pacheco's gonna lead the backfield, he's gonna be the starter, he's taking over all of this stuff, and you know, I guess he did get the start, but this is a clear three-man committee. We had Jarek McKinnon at a 44% snap share, Pacheco at a 30%, and then CEH at 27. So most definitely a three-headed backfield. We saw Pacheco lead the team in carries in week eight. And even though he's not going to be startable moving forward, he's definitely someone who should be rostered because if he can beat out CEH, which I think is possible, I mean, he's kind of already on his way to doing it. He could potentially be startable moving forward in that CEH role we saw early on with the touchdown upside. And then the final running back is going to be Alexander Madison, owned in 31.3% of leagues. Just like Rashad White, he is a handcuff for Dalvin Cook. Now, moving over to the wide receiver position, I don't think the waiver wire for the wide receivers is stacked this week, but we do still have some decent options here. Also some like returning candidates. We've got Wandell Robinson, who's owned in 13.5% of leagues. I talked about him last week. He scored the touchdown, but his snap share, his rock participation was very, very low. I talked about how I thought that was going to get a bump up this week, and it did. He had a 78% rock participation, second best on the team. He also led the Giants in targets eight targets, six receptions, 50 yards. He's definitely peaking at this point. I think he's definitely drawing live to be the wide receiver one on this team. And I think he's definitely someone who should be rostered and probably the best wide receiver pickup this week. Then we've got another uh, rookie wide receiver. I think the theme of this uh, waiver wire segment is gonna be rookies. We've got Alec Pierce owning 40.7% of leagues. Now after three straight really solid performances, he did have a down game here, three receptions for 37 yards. And we've also seen Paris Campbell ball out in back-to-back weeks. Maybe he could be on here, but like, are we ever going to be starting Paris Campbell? I just can't see it. It's obviously going to limit uh, Alec Pierce, though, if he does continue to ball out. But the interesting thing was that Alec Pierce was kind of behind Paris Campbell in snaps through the first six weeks. We had uh, Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman playing in the two wide receiver sets. Alec Pierce was in on the three wide receiver sets. And now that didn't necessarily change here in week seven, but the Colts basically used only three wide receiver sets the entire game. So we saw Pittman, Campbell, and Michael Pittman all log insane route participations. So we had Pierce at a 96% route participation. That's very encouraging usage going forward. And I definitely think he's worth rostering. I always talk about it. These young rookie wide receivers, when they start to produce, we need to pay attention. So he should definitely be picked up in more spots. Then we have Jamison Williams, who hasn't even logged a game yet, only owned in 22.2% of leagues. I just think it's harmless to pick him up and slide him onto your IR spot. I definitely think if he returns from that ACL, you know, totally healthy, ready to go, I think he can slide onto this Lions roster and be startable towards the back end of the season. So a potential long play there, but definitely someone where if your IR spot is open or you have multiple IR spots, he should definitely be rostered. Then we have Joshua Palmer, who was owned in 27.3% of leagues, and he actually missed this week seven game uh, with a concussion, and then they're going into a week eight bye. So we're really like not uh, picking up Palmer because of any of his production, and then he's also not even going to be playing next week. But these Chargers wide receivers are very banged up. We know Keenan Allen's been playing with that hamstring injury. Then we have a Mike Williams ankle injury. Now, I believe he said he'll be back this season, so it's not season ending, but I do think he's going to miss at least a decent amount of time. I'm recording this late Sunday night, so if things change, obviously we'll pivot here. But if Palmer can operate as the wide receiver two in this offense, I think that's definitely someone who has starter potential and should be rostered. And then the final wide receiver here is going to be Jahan Dotson, who is owning 46.9% of leagues. With his uh, three-game absence, I believe it was, he is now someone who has uh, fallen below that 50% ownership threshold. And I think it's possible he returns next week. Like he wasn't ruled out of this game super early on in the week. I believe he was ruled out on Sunday. In his four full games, he had uh, left with injury in week five. In his first four games, he's averaging 13.1 points per game. Now, obviously a lot of that is uh, touchdown dependent Four touchdowns in those four games. But still, I feel like a broken record. Rookie wide receivers, when they show you you're talented, we gotta believe them and we gotta start rostering them. Now, moving over to the quarterback position, I think you know, some of you guys may be streaming the quarterback position this week. We have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert both on bye. So uh, starting off with the first quarterback here is going to be Daniel Jones, who is owned in 28.7% of leagues. On the season, he's just been very consistent, averaging 17 points per game. And I think what's kind of flown under the radar is his rushing upside he's averaging 8.3 carries per game and 49 rushing yards per game. He also is heading into week eight with a solid matchup against the Seahawks. So I think he should definitely be you know, one of the top streaming options heading into week eight. Then we have Jimmy Garoppolo, who was owned in 25.6% of leagues. And you know we're not really buying him for the production he's had so far this season. It's been pretty mediocre if we're being honest. But when this offense is at full strength, which I think they will be heading into week eight, you just got to look at these weapons. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. This offense is absolutely stacked. So Jimmy Garoppolo just needs to show up and be semi-competent, and he can be delivering you some solid fantasy performances. So another guy that I think could be a streamer this week. And then we have Jared Goff, who is owned in 47.6% of leagues, and he is coming off of a miserable week seven, only scored 1.5 fantasy points, just a total bust in lineups four turnovers. This was a really tough matchup against the uh, Cowboys. He was averaging 18.9 points per game coming into this game. He is going to be matching up against the Dolphins next week, who kind of shut down the Steelers, I guess. But I mean, Steelers offense, nothing crazy going on there. And their secondary is very banged up. I think he can be a very solid streaming option if Amon Ra is back. I believe he left with a concussion. So we got to monitor some stuff there, but I don't think we should just throw away Jared Goff's solid start to the season because of one down game with banged up weapons, no Swift, no Amon Ra very early on against a really tough defense. Now, moving over to the tight end position, I feel like once again, we have some solid uh, streaming options here. Starting it off here with Hayden Hurst, who actually fell below that 50% threshold after last week. He's only owned in 47.4% of leagues. Once again, solid raw participation, 76%. And then he was targeted eight times, caught six of them for 48 yards. He's also going to be someone who has that touchdown upside. So if he can give you a solid base in terms of volume, I think he's a very strong streaming play. You know, I talked about uh, Herbert and Mahomes on by for the tight ends. That'll be Kelsey and Everett. Those teams may be in need of some streaming options. Then we've got Hunter Henry, who is owned in 36.3% of leagues, and he plays tonight. So we're not exactly sure what's going on. But he's someone who has seen a big bump in his usage the past two weeks, and it has led to -to back-to-back solid games, four for fifty-four, and then four for sixty-one and a touchdown. Now, obviously, if he goes out on Monday night, plays like 60% of the snaps and does nothing, then you know, scratch that. But you know, I'm not a mind reader here. So he is going to slot in here if he can continue the trend he started the last two weeks. Then we have Greg Dolchich, who has owned in only 7.8% of leagues. I don't think I listed him uh, on the graphic last week, but I do believe I shouted him out. Or maybe I talked about him on the uh, tight end start set. Either way, he had a really solid uh, second NFL game here. 71% raw participation, nine targets, caught six of them for 51 yards. It is very impressive for a rookie tight end to be showing up and getting this type of usage and putting up this type of production, especially someone who started off on IR where he's not getting that reps, you know, early on in the season. He's just coming in and he is producing. Definitely someone to watch out for moving forward. And then we have Evan Ingram, owned in 33.1% of leagues. He's someone where I've been talking about as a potential streamer basically all season long. The route participation is always there, 84%. Seven targets, four receptions, 67 receiving yards. Once again, Kelsey out, Everett out. I think Evan Ingram is a solid stream. Then we have Mike Gusecki, who is owned in 43.9% of leagues, had a massive week six performance, saw a shift in his usage. Now I don't have the snap numbers from the uh, Sunday night football game, but it looked like he was running a solid number of routes. He didn't have a crazy stat line, but he was targeted seven times. So if we do find out that he had a really strong route participation again in back-to-back weeks, he's another guy that could be a potential streaming play. Now moving over to the defenses, I feel like we have a few you know, clear options, and then it gets a little thin. But starting it off here with the Colts, who are owned in 43.8% of leagues, they match up against the Taylor Heineke-led Commanders. Now the Commanders did just beat the Packers, but that offense was definitely looking shaky. Uh, Heineke was putting the ball up for grabs. So I think the Colts are a solid streaming play. We then have the Titans owned in 12.8% of leagues going up against the Texans. Always a strong bet to uh, you know play a defense matching up against the Texans. Falcons owned in 1.8% of leagues matching up against the Panthers. I know the Panthers looked all right against the Bucs. I think I talked about it early on. The Bucs team in general just falling apart at the moment. Falcons obviously don't have a lockdown defense, but you know, you're kind of playing the, uh, the matchup there. Then we have Jaguars owning 41.6% of leagues, been a solid defense so far, at least in certain matchups. They go up against the Broncos who have just been miserable offensively, so I think that's a solid play. And then the final defense, this one's probably, you know, the iffiest of them all. Vikings owned in 11.4% of leagues, matching up against the Cardinals. Cardinals haven't exactly been clicking on offense, but that's one where I feel like, you know... I'd feel a little iffy starting the Vikings defense. Hopefully you can get one of those uh, other options, Colts, Titans, Falcons, or Jaguars. But that is going to wrap it up for my waiver wire targets. Let me know your guys' thoughts down below. Any questions, I'll be getting back to every single person. I'm gonna be posting my uh, week eight trade targets and sell highs also coming out later today. So check those out. Thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.